Welcome back to the Decoy Dogger podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Homer Janes. Today, I'm going to visit with Tony Tebby. He's uh, a guy that I first saw one of his videos. He was the very first decoy dog video guy that I ever saw uh, and really kind of started the bug with me. So uh, super excited to talk to him. We have a great conversation, uh, wealth of knowledge. So stay tuned. Tony, appreciate you joining the podcast with us. How are you, sir? Good. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing great, and I'm super excited to have you on this podcast. Um, so first, I, I want you to go ahead and uh, tell us who you are. I, if if uh, there's a decoy dog guy out there that doesn't know who you are, they're not a decoy dog guy. But go ahead and <laughs> tell, tell, uh, tell us who you Love are me. and how you started sure. in decoying. Love me or hate me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, my name's... My name's Tony Tebby. I run uh, Predator University, something I started, I don't know, 18, 19 years ago, um, where I left Corporate USA and decided to to uh, guide for a living. Yeah. And I, and I just guide coyote hunts. That's all I do. I don't do, you know, predators on the side after deer season or anything like that. Sure. And I think I'm the only predator guide that does it full time um, as, as my source of income. Yeah. So, awesome. And, and but, uh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, uh, no, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go for it. Well, okay. So tell me about, uh, how you got into decoying. Sure. Sure. I've always been into dogs, uh, you know, ever since I was a kid, you know, raising, raising beagles for rabbit hunting. I was born and raised in Illinois. Um, and, uh, I hunted with, hunted with beagles. And of course I've been a coyote hunter since I was 14. Okay. And and I've uh, been doing it ever since and I'm 55 now. So okay. I've been doing it. Been doing it a little while. Yeah. But uh but you know, just like any other coyote hunter, anytime you're hunting something you see a coyote it turns into a coyote hunt. Right. You know. Um and my big joy is I always enjoyed hunting with dogs. So as I got older, you know, I the dogs got the dogs got bigger and the dogs got more i got more of them uh <laughs> i remember when i moved out of my parents place i had 26 uh fox hounds good we night. used to run we used to run run hounds on on coyotes then i got into catch dogs and i had irish wolfhounds uh greyhounds irish wolfhound greyhound crosses i've always been a dog breeder always yeah. trying to crossbreed and you know make something that's better um so i've been using hounds on dogs greyhounds on dogs for a long time and then when i moved to new mexico um and started my guiding business it didn't take but one season to figure out yeah i need a i need a dog that the big thing is is when you're guiding guys they get excited right. um some of them are brand new to the sport um and they make some uh not some very good shots right. so so recovery is a bitch <laughs> Yeah. So, so one night we were, we were on a ranch calling back when we could, before thermal, okay. um, before anybody could even afford thermal. Yeah. Um, and we killed 12 coyotes that night and we could only find four of them Oh wow. because the grass was like waist high. Yeah. And I thought, man, I need a dog. Well, you know, to, that would so help on the recovery. Right. You know? And then the next week 
Um, I was guiding in Texas, and my client killed five bobcats and could only find two. Oh, jeez. I'm like, oh, man, I definitely need a dog. So that's when, uh, that's when I decided to go ahead and get a dog. My first dog was Gunner. Um, he's He got quite famous on YouTube and on yeah. television and stuff. Yes, he did. And he, 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 was a, he was, I got him from an ADC hunter, okay. an ADC guy. Uh, I got him as a pup. And he was a blackmouth, blackmouth Catahoula cross. Okay. And you know how those, you know, ADC guys are. There, he probably had some Rhodesian Ridge back in him or something. Um, but uh, so AD, a, what's a, a ADC? Yeah, what's ADC? Um, animal deprivation control. Okay. Um, a government. Government. A government trapper. hunter. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Government trapper. Yep. Yeah. So that's. I mean, you hit it right on the head. I'm, I'm just gonna. I incorrectly um, um, gave credit to somebody um, when, as soon as I said it, I thought, no, that's the wrong guy. But how I got into decoying, just to tell you a quick story here, is my cousin actually got into decoying, and I was talking to him about coyote hunting, and right? he he told me he was decoying, and I thought, what in the heck is that? So he kind of explained it to me a little bit. Well, then I jump on YouTube. Right. And one of the first videos I saw was Gunner, you and Gunner. And the video, I think you're sitting by a, a uh, oil diet. Irrigation yeah. yeah, it was irrigation. It's probably an irrigation. Uh, was it a wheel pivot. line? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or a, a mm-hmm. pivot. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. coyote came in and man, not 20 yards away. They're locked <laughs> up. Oh, it, that was, that was, there's a story behind that one. I want to hear it because after that, <laughs> I was hooked. I thought, yes, this is what I'm going to get into. I, like I said, I love dogs. I've always been into dogs. And just adding a dog in the coyote hunting um, was just a natural thing. And I thought, this is what I'm going to do. And so you and Gunner specifically were, you know, huge in me getting into coyote hunting nice. or decoying. Nice. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Tell me about that. Uh, that so that, so that, so that story there, um, my landlord was a rancher, and he had leased that piece of ground. And he had told me about it. No, I went. No, I did. I know what I did. I went and I went and worked on the fence because he was going to move some cows into that pasture. Yeah. So I went and worked on the fence for him. You know, I was working off my rent. You know, when you're a printer hunting guy, there's no there's no summer income. So I would right. do ranch work during the summer to make ends meet. Right. And and uh, so when I went there. You know, I started seeing a lot of coyote tracks in this field, and it was kind of like a CRP field. Right. Um, and I asked him, hey, you know, can I have coyote hunting? He said, oh, yeah, absolutely. Cool. So um, I had that just in my mind of that's one of my places, you know, I just added to my repertoire right. of, uh, of land. So um, that prior fall, I had a client, a brand-new client from Florida, him and his him and his son um that came on their very first coyote hunt they never went on a they they were new to hunting their very first hunt they went down to uh argentina and killed a bunch of uh, doves and parakeets and stuff like that sure. and then this, and then they thought that's a fun hobby let's let's go coyote hunting right so they came to me i took them coyote hunting they fell in love with it they fell in love with the dog they fell in love with the dog work and decoying them and getting them in front of them and vocal coyotes and all that and he said holy shit he said what do you want to do with your life i said i'm doing it 
you know, <laughs> I guide coyote hunts and I get to do, I get paid to do what I love to do. Right. And he said, well, what else would you like to do? I said, I'd like to have a TV show. He said, let's do it. I'll be your sponsor. Nice. Oh, wow. So we're going to be on the Sportsman's Channel and what have you. Um, he, he bought all these really high-end video cameras, sent them to me. He said, you need to hire a cameraman. Well, hell, I live in a little bitty town in the middle of Podunk, you know. Yeah. So I asked my best friend, who's now the government trapper here. Okay. Um, I said, "Hey, you know, you want to be my cameraman?" And, and I, and I'm pretty tech savvy. I showed him everything about the cameras and right. stuff. He said, "Sure." So, I he said, I said, "Well, let's go out. Let's go out on Wednesday morning. Have a have you and at, at sunrise." So we went out, did some hauling, had to locate Lotus located a group of coyotes on that property it was actually on the adjacent property um but i knew i could call him into that field so we uh this is the very first stand for a brand new tv show with brand new equipment with a brand new video or with a brand new uh, uh camera guy right and we, so we so i parked on the road and we hiked in and you know and then of course you know he wanted to do all this b-roll where i'm walking in and right. slow motion all this shit and uh, so I finally get to stand, get that, get that set up. And as we're, as well, putting the collar out, a coyote stood up in this short grass, and just kind of trotted off, not scared at all. Right, you're and busted. Went, and went, <laughs> and went to the, you know, the the brush. On the neighbor's property. Yeah. So, um, so all I did is let out a howl. Holy shit! That place came loose. Um, uh, here comes here comes a pair of coyotes. They come running in, um, and uh, that big male saw gunner, and that was the most aggressive single coyote that I've ever decoyed. You know, yeah. gunner ran to him. He ran to gunner, and they they is like two like titans Greek, clashing. I yeah, mean, they like, I call it a Grecian wrestling match. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and they were trying to kill each other, yeah. and they were sized up, you know, really good. Yeah, because he was a big coyote. He is a big coyote. And what did Gunner weigh? What did what was Gunner weighed about forty? Gunner weighed about forty five. Forty five. Yeah, and so that that coyote was they, they were it was an even match. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that was really uh, that was a hell of a stand. You know, my jaw hit the ground. You yeah. know, <laughs> and like, oh my god, we're gonna have a hell of a show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was yeah that 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 and that video went quite viral in that you know and this is back at a time when you know this is predates facebook and right. all that kind of stuff um this was back at a time where you wouldn't believe like when i started decoying and posting videos and and, and stuff how much ridicule i would get from the from fellow predator hunters yeah. matter of fact a lot of the same guys who are now decoying on tv right you know, it's summertime coyotes. That's cruel. Right. Um, wait, you know, wait, wasting the fur. You're uh, unethical. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. We've you know, all heard it. And, yeah. and, 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 and even animal cruelty. I had, I had, um, dog on dog violence, <laughs> the carnivore, <laughs> yeah. the carnivore predator hunting or the carnivore TV show really? come out and, and filmed me and, and, uh, um, gunner decoying and took all really good footage, nighttime yeah. footage. Yeah. And took all that back, and, and and the guy who runs the show, Gary, um, said we can't air this stuff. Really? We'll have 
Oh, you know, we're going to have PETA all over us. <laughs> yeah. So, well, yeah, I mean, but I, it really got ridiculed. And it was, it's good to see that's a lot more common and mainstream now because it is an unbelievable um, effective way of hunting coyotes. And, and uh, you know, ADC guys or the government trappers, that was their hidden secret. That was their... Yeah. Um, you know, they really didn't want the secret to get out. And I was a, I was a predator hunter who shares everything I know, blurting out, check this out, you know. Right. They're like, Shh, God, shut up, dude. Don't be telling everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's funny. So. Yeah. No, and that's, honestly, that's why I quit posting on my personal page, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of the dog work and stuff like that. Because I've had friends just beat me up about, ah, that's unethical. You know, why don't you just yada, yada. Well, all right. You just don't understand. It's how effective it is. And we're not out there trying to be Michael Vick, you know, having dog fights all the time. No. This is, this no matter, is a practice. You know, a matter of fact, once you get a decoy dog, you it changes your whole perspective of calling coyotes. Yep. You're doing it for the dog. Yep. You know, I example, I have a client that comes every year. Uh, for the month of May, um, and he stays in his RV, drives to California. He's got a dog, and we decoy every morning for a month, sometimes a month and a half into half of June. Yeah. And we may we may decoy you know seventy five pairs of coyotes in that time, but we might kill one coyote a day just so the dogs have a reward. Not you, yeah. But but if we have a really good pair. And I do this also when I'm training dogs. If I have a really good pair of coyotes that work the dogs hard, yep. we'll leave them, we'll slip out, let's let them get, you know, worn out. Dogs get worn out. We slip out as quiet as we came in. We'll come back two days later and do it again. Yep. And it's the sport of the decoy more than just killing the coyote. Yep. And when we do kill coyotes, we generally just uh, shoot the male. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, and that's because I'm in the guiding business. So I want a whole litter of puppies ready for fall. Right. So is that one of the hardest things for you when you take other people where you're guiding is getting them not to shoot or um, to be patient on the shot? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, what I'll tell them is, you know, here, and I kind of, we talk about it, you know, when we're hunting. You know, we got a coyote come in. Um, you know, I said, it's your hunt. You, you could shoot a coyote, you know, don't shoot until I say so. Right. But if you're really wanting to watch dog work, which a lot of guys who come to me want to, um, I said, let them work that coyote. Yep. You know, don't even, I said, don't even I'll put let your you, gun under the shoulder. Yeah. I said, I'll let you know when I feel like that coyote's about to leave. Yeah. And if he wants to work for five minutes, 10 minutes, 40 minutes, the more vocal he is, the more coyotes he's going to call in. And yep. you maybe have the opportunity to kill a quad or, yep. you know, sit five, six on a stand. Yep. Well, and I had a stand two weeks ago that, you know, I had a coyote working the dogs for oh, five, seven minutes. You know what I mean? But when yes, I sir. first lit off a howl, I knew there were, you know, three, four, five coyotes out there somewhere um, in a group. And as soon as I let out, uh, I, I get one in early and just, you know, and I, I thought, well, maybe I should shoot him. Maybe not. But I just let the dogs work pretty soon. A second coyote showed up, let the dogs mm-hmm. work those two. And, and pretty soon two more came in the back. You know what I mean? You don't mm-hmm. see that if you pull that shot, uh, you know, if you put a no. shot on that first one. Um, and so I, I would think, you know, people now 
by all means, where you've got enough video out there now and you're well known enough, I would think that people would go see that, look, these dogs are going to work and they're going to work and they're going to work. Yeah, maybe you'll run one or two off, but they're going to work mm-hmm. and you're going to eventually get the opportunity for a shot. But that's the yeah, hardest they're gonna thing. Put more, they're going to put more fur on the more fur on the tailgate than if they were at home. Well, and even if you only put one on the on the, the tailgate, if you can see some good degoing action, you just can't see that. A coyote's a coyote coming in calling to me anymore. You know what I mean? If Amen. you just go out and call, a coyote's a coyote. But the fun part is watching those dogs run. Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, you know, most calling, a coyote's a pessimist, and yeah. you're you're seeing a coyote on the defense, you know? Yep. Um, just once you once you take a dog with you and you see a coyote absolute demeanor changes as soon as he sees the dog yep. and he goes on the offense it makes it like you're saying it's like comparing coyote hunting to deer hunting you know yep. <laughs> it makes you never want to i don't i don't go hardly ever on a stand without a dog yeah all year long you know, and that was the other thing. People are like, oh, you're going to chase off coyotes and blah, blah, blah. I take a dog with me all year long, man. You know, October, November, December, January, it don't yeah. matter. Um, yeah. The dog's going to add value. Do your dogs, or do your coyotes fur up very heavy during the winter or since you're down in New yeah. Mexico? Yeah, they... I mean, where, where, where are you from? Idaho. Not like Idaho coyotes. Yeah, you know, I, I, guided in, I guided in Idaho, and that belly fur was like, holy oh, crap. Yeah soft and yeah, white but, but and still thick. we got still yeah. we got good looking we yeah we get furred up good looking you know western desert coyotes yeah so um, they're, but still they're not like your mountain you know dakota type yeah, coyotes. yeah yeah so there's still some value there but but again during the winter it doesn't matter where you're at really they're just trying to stay alive so yeah you're probably going to run a coyote off or two but like I said, even that, that recovery is why I like them during the winter. I mean, if, Amen. if you, and this is my argument for a lot of these competitions is I don't know why they don't let you take a dog on stand during the winter on these Ignorance. competitions, because number one, the dog is likely going to run the coyote off if the coyote sees the, the, the dog in the first place. So it's not an mm-hmm. advantage during the winter, but it's more ethical to be able to recover that coyote. And some of these guys, you know, they'll wound a coyote and they'll never be able to find the dang thing because they no. gut shot no, or it. A dog or, they, will, or a dog will bay that sucker up quick. Yep, it'll put its you know, nose on the ground and you run went, it as out. A human, yeah, if you, as a human, you went on foot, you know, you may push that you may push that gut shot coyote a mile. Yeah. Whereas a dog's going to get on it, get on it quick and put it in a bush and it's going to stand its ground and you go up there and you can dispatch it. Well, and even not, not even that. I mean, I've looked for dead coyotes for 45 ah. minutes trying to figure out when the heck it, it died. And it was within 400 yards of the, uh, the stand. You know what I mean? Uh, yes, sir. And I've you been, just I've look for con- it and look for I it used to be a, I say, I used to be a contest hunter. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so many contests that says absolutely no decoy dogs. Yeah. And it's a, and it's a case of ignorance. Um, they think it's a magic. I even have people people call and want to buy a decoy dog, and they think it's a a magic wand, and right. it's not. I right. said you still got to call a coyote. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, you still yeah, got to I mean, go yeah. in quiet on stand. You've still got to get the wind in your face. You still got to. Yeah. You, there's some things you still have to do, and if you're not a a good hunter in the first place, decoy <laughs> dog's not going to do anything but give you a riding buddy. Yeah. But, you know, and, I, and one time, I don't know, 15 years ago or so, I thought about holding a contest, and I was 
going to have, you know, the decoy dog world championships. Oh yeah. You know, so that would be really, that would be really cool. The problem is, awesome. I, the problem is, is I don't want, cause decoy dog hunters are diehard hunters. Yeah. I don't yeah, want yeah. them all coming here and saying, Hey, this is pretty nice. Let's go here. <laughs> there every year. Roll, roll, roll <laughs> your country for ruin the, your country yeah, for the rest of the year. Exactly. And it's my business. Yeah. And, and, and those coyotes <laughs> are my business. <laughs> yeah, and I've I've been trying to so us decoy guys we're so few and far between, right? I mean, every Joe Schmo that can go buy a Fox Pro or an Icotech or whatever um, mm-hmm. at the local store can go hunt a coyote and join a contest. But us decoy guys, you know, we're we're few and far between. So, like you said, maybe you don't bring them. I've been trying to figure out how to maybe not bring everybody to one spot, but try to figure out how to let you hunt in your spot. Okay. Mm. But then it should be a video hunt. It'd be a video hunt with, with lip tags, numbered lip tags, with shake videos, with, you know, timestamp type stuff. You know what I mean? I have a lot of that figured out, but the problem is, Tony, is, is if you're going to call it a decoy contest, how do you, you know, what's actually a decoy? Do you just have your dog? (laughs) That's what I was going to say. It's going to have to be a number system. Yeah. Right. Where it's not just, it's not just on how many coyotes you killed. But, but how much the action quality you of, the quality of the decoy. Right. And so you got to have a, you know, if you want a shot at that competition, you have to have a, a cameraman that's, you know, that can handle the camera and keep the coyote in frame. I suck at it. I'm trying to do some, some self video type stuff right now. Oh, been there, done that. Oh, it sucks. You know, I, and honestly, I'd rather just have somebody else shooting you under the gun. You know what I mean? But, um. And me just video or vice versa. I don't care because I'm going to be more patient on the trigger anyway. But have you ever? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, but so to to be able to win that competition, okay. So like you said, it has to be on a point system. How many times does the coyote push out the the dog push out the coyote and the coyote come back in? Do they ever lock up? Do they ever? You know what I mean? How close yeah. do they get? So what's your point system based on, and how would you actually, you know? Yeah, that's a cha- that? yeah, that's a challenge. But if we every- could put it together, oh my goodness, it would be awesome to do. I really think cool, there right? would be some guys that would do it. Now that we've kind of built a community of of mm-hmm. a, a, quite a few guys, and there's still guys out there that I don't know of, and they don't know of, you know, uh, the fa- the group or whatever. I'm sure they know of you, but um, but. I think there's some guys that would really be interested in doing that if we could figure out a, a, a good way to do it. So keep that in yeah. mind. And I'm very interested okay. if you, if you want to talk more about that. Okay. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, and I try not to judge other people, but right. there's definitely some guys that talk about their decoy and I've yet to see a single piece of footage of their dog actually decoying. <laughs> right. Well, and, and it'll it's... take the shit out of a dead coyote. Yeah. And make it a bitch to drag back. But they, I never saw a decoy. Once. Well, it's the guy that their dog was barking next to him and they shot the coyote on the first time the coyote came in. Or, you know what I mean? <laughs> now, by all means, it, we all do it differently and we all have dan- different standards of what is yes. considered a decoy, right? And what is considered a decoy dog even, right? Um, yep. Because, again, you got the guy that their dog goes out 20 feet and barks and barks and barks and barks and barks, but never goes out, out and challenges a coyote. You got guys that their dogs will go 1,500 yards to a howl. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You've got guys mm-hmm. that, so there's just different, quote, unquote, definitions of decoy dogs. So how do you, you know, 
Yeah. Who who's to say? My opinion and, is different than yours, and yours is different than yo, you know, Joe Schmoes, and Joe Schmoes is different yeah. than Dick down the road, and you know. But anyway. Yeah, it's just like the, it's just like the, you know, whose color is better or is a two forty three better than you know? It's all. Yeah, which gun caliber? What? Yeah, yeah, amen. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's all the same thing. I just I know what I like, right. you know, and I breed I breed my dogs, and I've got my own line of dogs. Right bred for my style on where I live, yeah. you know, my dogs have done very well in, um, you know, pups that I've produced, you know, in the Midwest, you know, and in Kansas and yeah, Oklahoma you, and all that. Yeah. But, you've got um, some fans that have, you know, had your dogs. And, and like I said, uh, I've had quite a few people ask me to get you on this podcast because cool. they've got your dog or they, you know, they respect you or seen your videos or yada, yada. <sighs> Um, so you definitely, uh, have wide reach in, in this world for sure. But, um, Neat. so let me ask you Let's, about that. So you started with Gunner, right? And he was a, yeah. a cur, black mouth cur and cat yep. cross. And then yep. you also had, I think his name was, uh, I'll go Sarge. Through, I'll go through that. Who? Sarge, I think. Wasn't he a black mouth or a Catahoula? Uh, he looked kind of like a yeah, Catahoula. Yeah. Catahoula, cross yeah. Or I didn't, yeah. yeah, I didn't like him. Yeah. He, he, was he didn't do much in the joke. videos. He was one of those big jughead ones. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, I'll tell you what I did. I said, is, uh, and I, dog breeds, I've tried almost all of them. Yeah. Everything but a shag, just because I don't like the looks of them. <laughs> and, um, and keeping stickers and crap out of them. <laughs> exactly. You know, I live in the freaking desert, so short hair dog must. Right. Um, so I, I absolutely loved my dog Gunner. Really good dog. Um, Gunner, I probably produced 300 pups out of him. Okay. And and only two of those pups turned out to be as good as him. Okay. Um. So can I ask real quick, what were you crossing him with? Was it other I cur tried dogs? them all. I tried, yeah, I tried them all. I tried other cur dogs. I tried black mouth cur bitches. I've tried um, blue laces. I've tried okay. catahoulas. Um. And I just, Gunner was a freak of nature. Yeah. Gunner was a phenomenal dog. Yeah. And, and, uh, but he was the only one in his litter that turned out and he was better than his parents. Oh, he was yeah. just abnormally and he didn't pass that on, yeah. you know? So it just had to do with, I don't know, just his environment more than his blood. All right. Um, so I thought, okay, I want to do something different. I tried all the cat, I tried all the, the, uh, the curs and I wasn't happy. They were kind of sloppy to me. Okay. Okay. Um, so Too much variety went, you're saying, or, or what do you mean? Yeah. By I mean, I, I don't know. I just, they weren't put together. Okay. I mean, I even tried mountain cur. Uh -huh. Um, so I sought out another, um, government trapper, um, and I acquired a puppy and she was a Greyhound Border Collie cross. Okay. Which is very her, common in the world of anything. <laughs> her name, yeah. Her name is Onyx. They, coal Black. Clearly it had to be a mistake litter, right? Or was it a purpose breed? No. No, it was a, it was a cattle dog breeding that they used for, um, also in their ADC work. Oh, okay. Well. Yeah. So... So I got her as a pup, and she was phenomenal. And she got, you know, you, I did a lot of, a lot of the decoying is for the adrenaline rush, right? right? So she added speed. Right. 
Um, matter of fact, she uh, there's a, that same stand that where Gunner locked up at. I went back there. I don't know a month or two later, and and filmed another scene similar to that, but as a pair of coyotes. Okay. And and uh, and that was Onyx's first stand. Okay. Um, and uh, she was an early starter. I put, uh, so I started so I started crossing. Um, focused on that cross. Okay. So um, from there, I ran two different bloodlines. I ran my cur lines, and then I ran my greyhound cross lines. Sure. I took this greyhound cross line and and bred it with. Uh, I brought wanted to get some better nose in there, so I brought in Jag Terrier. Uh-huh. I bought a Jag. I brought a Jag Terrier imported out of Germany. Got that in there. Uh, I tried decoying with him. Uh, too gritty. Yeah. He would lock onto it and too little. Yeah. He would lock onto a coyote. He'd run out and just jump a coyote, lock onto his face, and the coyote would take off running and dragging him. Yeah. And he wouldn't let go. Yeah. Um, and he was too short. He couldn't see over the grass. <laughs> so, so, um, but I knew I could cross them with the greyhound crosses and put some leg on them. Right. And try to, and try to thin that grit down uh-huh. so it took me to finally a quarter jag terrier cross start getting just the right amount of grit for decoying okay um so i produced those for a long time i did 11 probably i think 11 or 12 generations of them okay um and then um uh, i started another line of i all this time i've been i have had greyhounds here and my wife and i would go catch coyotes um as well on, mm-hmm. on cattle ranches right you know which is highly effective as well and it, it's a nice break from calling um right. so it's like my little side hobby matter of fact we caught a 138 in a two-month period wow um and then, you know no gun no nothing just let them yep. catch them kill them yep just well, the run, run my, down dogs lurchers exactly yep. so i took my foundation bitch and uh and start crossing her and uh and getting that speed in and i really started getting a line of dogs that i really liked but i kind of painted myself in the corner you know you can only do so many father daughter crosses right. bro- you know right. um so i painted myself in the corner i need some fresh blood so um i got a couple of new dogs i've got a uh cole which is a patterdale okay um Patterdales are extremely vicious little dogs, like a Jag Terrier, even smaller than a Jag Terrier. Right. And then I've got a Greyhound Whippet cross female out of South Africa. Okay. So and that, that Whippet is, kind of pulls the size down out of the Greyhound, right? Ex- exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. But she's still too tall. Yeah. Um, And she just wants to catch. Yeah. So. Too high so, of prey drive. Um, Exactly. So I'm I'm breeding them, and and I already I already have a some uh, half Patterdale pups now that I'm starting to train, um, and they're ju- they're just the right size. I mean, I mean they're young. I've the one thing I've been fortunate for is uh, is I seem to have bred um, gun shyness out. Okay. I haven't had a gun. I haven't had a gun shy dog in a long time. Yeah. And if I have seven pups, all seven of them are going to turn on yeah. or you know, are going to make dogs. And I wasn't that way with the curves or right. the, you know, the Catahoulas. Holy crap. You may have a whole litter and they all turn out to be gun shy. 
by oh, the time wow. they're a year old. Yeah. Um, same with, uh, oh, what do you call them? Uh, blue laces, Texas uh-huh. blue laces. Yep. Same thing. Whole, whole litter kennel barkers constantly. And then when you take them hunting, they're just nervous Nellies and they, uh, and they're scared death of a gun. So yeah. I got rid of all that. Oh yeah. But these little these little Patterdale crosses, they start early, you know, and just like my Jag crosses, they start early. Um, I've had really good dogs out of Onyx, um, Spaz and Taz, and they were full decoy at seven months old by themselves. Wow. Um, you know, the curves, when I was doing the curves, it was, you couldn't really expect it, um, a dog to be doing stuff by himself to maybe a year and a half old. Yeah, and see, that's what I tell everybody with mine, too. They they really don't flip that switch till they're about 15 months right in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, that, and yeah, and now these these terrier greyhound crosses, as soon as I, I take them hunting as soon as they get their adult teeth, like anywhere from six to nine months old. What, what are they weighing at that point? Um, these these new Patterdale cross ones I have, um, I would, they're small. I would probably say they're, 28 pounds oh yeah so they're little so if if you sell one of these pups a pup like that to somebody just starting out are you telling them that you don't want to you know you wouldn't let them run by themselves at seven or eight months just because they're light and uh, could get in trouble or what are you telling somebody that's buying a pup from you yeah, what I tell guys, well, for one, I always get the question, hey, do you have any starter dogs? All, yeah. all the time, 100%. And That's the to, most asked and I question used to, we get. And I used to, and I used to, I used to sell starter dogs. I used to sell fully trained dogs. Yeah. I used to train other people's dogs. Um, and that was such a pain in the ass. Um, yeah, and there's no money I'm, to be made. You have to put so no. much time and effort into these dogs and stands, you know, time on stands. And then they only want to give you 1500 bucks. And you're just like, are you kidding me? I probably have five grand into this dog. Exactly. So here, here's a, here's a couple of stories. Oh, I'll tell you one story. And the other story is just like a mere copy of it. Yeah. This is why I don't sell finished dogs. Yeah. And a dog's never theoretically finished, but you know what I mean? Started dogs. Yeah, right. Um, I had a guy wanted to, wanted a dog i said hey i got some puppies now I, I want something that's ready to go hunting now i'm like all right so i sold him a young male he probably had 50 coyotes under his belt uh-huh. um and i sold him for 3500 dollars, and he came and got him a week and a half later he called and said said hey i took that dog out this morning and he won't decoy <laughs> i said what do you mean he says i said you calling coyotes in you know and he said yeah he said i had one 50 yards he said matter of fact i've called five coyotes in this morning 50 yards from me and the, he just laying there whining but he won't go you know and i gave him the commands my commands are stupid simple yeah. you know sick them and and uh you know how to how to tone them back yep. if you need it yep. if you're gonna use a collar what have you yeah um and i said all right i said well, bring him back i'll i'll give you money back so he brought him back, and it just floored me because he was a damn good dog yeah. with a huge potential. Right. And so he brought him back, gave him his money back. I took him decoying the next morning, decoyed seven cows with him. Uh, on his own. On his own. Yeah. So that is a mere copy of a female that I sent. Same same dollar amount, matter of fact, thirty five hundred dollars. Went to Florida, and uh, he went. She wouldn't hunt for the guy, and this is Dixie, and she had 
tons and tons of footage huh. um, uh, of her decoying by herself, uh-huh. day or night. And uh, so that's when I finally just decided I am not selling a dog ever again. Yeah. You want a puppy, you get a puppy, and that's it. Right. And that's when the light clicked that the best decoy dogs for a person, and this is what I tell clients or customers when they buy a puppy, is the the dog will hunt best for you because a decoy dog is, in my mind, is protecting you as their alpha. Yep, that's exactly okay? right. Every dog's got an imagine, imaginary circle that they're going to protect. Onyx, phenomenal dog. Her imaginary circle was 100 yards around you. Yeah. And whatever stepped in that circle, she didn't care if it was a cow. A cow, a deer, a coyote, a badger. A butterfly. If it, <laughs> if it, if it stepped in that 100-foot circle, she was going to chase it out yep. of there. And when she hit that 100, I'm, yeah, I say 100 foot, 100 yards, I meant. When she hit that 100-yard mark, she turn around and come back. Yeah. Other dogs, you know, their imaginary circle, usually males, um, their imaginary circle was more like a half mile. Yeah, a little farther. Yep, exactly. Exactly. So, so it didn't take long to figure out, okay, you know, there are some exceptional dogs. Like Gunner, he would go hunt with anyone. You know, I would right. stay at my truck and skin coyotes and send my clients on a stand because it's starting to get warm and they got four coyotes they're wanting to take home. And Gunner would go with them. I was right. like, you bitch. Right. Right. <laughs> he wouldn't hang out with me. Right. He would go sit on the stand with them. But um, but I think there's got to be a loyalty. So what I tell guys is, you know, the best advice I can give you is take your dog home. Treat it like family. You know, if you're going to make it a house dog, that's not going to ruin it. It's just going to make it even a better dog. Because it makes it more territorial of you. I agree. Exactly. Yep. Exactly right. And see, I've, exactly right. I've told people that before. And in fact, I think I, I said that on my introduction <laughs> podcast, the very first one is, is decoying. It's not actually a decoy in the dog's mind, right? It's, right. it's more of a territorial thing. It's more of a, they're trying to protect you. That coyote is trying to protect its territory. That dog mm-hmm. is trying to protect its territory. Who is you, the hunter? And if yep. they, if they don't feel that, if they're, if they're not connected to you, then, then you're right. And unless that dog really understands the game like Gunner did, right? We, it's, right. He's flipped a switch of, okay, now I understand what actually the hunter wants me to do, right? Um, mm-hmm. But a new dog like that, like I said, if, if, it, if it's not territorial of you, it might go sit in the truck. Um, exactly. But, uh, or go lay under a truck. Right. I sold, <laughs> I sold a dog. He was two years old, and, and he was, I mean, he was going good. And the guy called me and said, hey, I can't, you know, I can't get this dog. I can't get it. You know what I mean? So I said, well, bring him back. I'll take you on a hunt. And so he brought him back and we just went out with him. I didn't take my other dogs. And, uh, and sure enough, you know, I, I had some cows howling, but, but we weren't close enough. And I told the guy, I said, okay, they're over there. Let's, let's move in on them. So we moved in 500 yards or so and, Mm -hmm. uh, got set back up and howled and boy, action. I mean, right away. And that Dodger dog, you know, I, I told the, the guy, I said, you know, send that dog. And, and, and the dog was kind of sitting more by me, you know what I mean? Because it was, this mm-hmm. was only like two months later after I'd sold him. So he still recognized me, you know. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so he sent the dog on the sick command and he goes over the little hill. And, and I said, all right, beep, beep that dog back. Sure enough, 
he's he's pulling three coyotes with him. <laughs> and he comes and sits by me, and I said, get him. And he barrels right back to him. You know what I mean? <laughs> and and kind of, I think in the dog's mind, it kind of flipped that switch of, okay, I'm with I'm with this guy now, but now I understand you still want me to hunt. Does that make sense? Right. So, yes, sir. So going and taking him hunting with with us, I think flipped the switch in the dog of saying, "Okay, now we're, I, now I get it. Now it, I'm not just protecting Homer; I'm also protecting my new guy as well." But yeah, he's or he's part of he's part of your um, pack now. Pack exactly. Well, yeah. and and I mean, we killed two of those, three of those coyotes. You know what I mean? And and the guy mm-hmm. told me, he goes, "I've never seen that action." And this is action thirty yards in front of us, just three coyotes <laughs> wheeling the dog, and that dog just you know giving it right back. And anyway, so I, you're right. I I think maybe there was a misunderstanding of what the dog was supposed to, in his mind of who he was supposed to protect. So you're right. Exactly. I think we brought him into the pack at that point, and and he yeah. got it, but. Yeah, I think you know. I think, I think a, a guy taking a dog home at seven, eight weeks old, Bond and making them making yeah. them the family dog, the family pet. Yeah. And when they get, and when they get old enough, you know, take them, take them on walks. I said, take them everywhere. Take yeah. them to post office. Take them to the grocery store. Take yeah. them wherever. So they're used to riding in the truck, you right. know, and uh, and sick them on anything. You know, yep. sick them on the neighbor's cat, sick them on a possum. It don't matter. Go for a you know? hole. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Just so that they know that, hey, I'm a hunting dog, you know? Yep. Yep. And uh, I said, and you, you'll kill coyotes. Simple yeah, as that. Absolutely. And then when you kill a coyote, and the other advice I give them is let that dog work a coyote. A dog doesn't learn a damn thing from a dead coyote. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so work that coyote. And if he runs it off, big freaking deal. Yeah, put the gun away. Just you'll you'll you can kill that same coyote in three days if you let him run off without <laughs> shooting, firing a shot. You can go right back if you get yep. your dog and put him right back in the same territory if you didn't fire a single shot. But I've got a video I got a video out there um of this place when I used to train dogs and it was right on the edge of town. So, and we live out in the country, but I had to go, you got to go into town, go right. get your morning coffee or whatever, right. and then go on right on the edge of town. Because in the summertime here, you can only get one or two stands, and then it's hot. It's too hot, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so so this this place bordered the country club. Okay. You know, and and uh, I that one year I had seven times I went back there with different, you know, different dogs. Um and work the same coyotes. Yeah. You know, because I didn't shoot them. Yeah. And I had this one coyote and I finally caught him on film that would he had did it the first time and then he did it, you know, like the third and fourth and fifth. He was consistent. Right. When this group of coyotes would come, there's like five of them, he would jump the fence and like a like a damn deer. Hell yeah. And I finally caught him on and I finally caught him on film just whoop jumping over that fence because first time I saw it I'm like, what the hell? Right. <laughs> But, but yeah, the, you could go back. I would go back there every other day and go work them same coyotes. Yep. And you could tell after about the third time, they've got their heads up. They're looking for them dogs. Right. You know? Yep. So it's fun. I enjoy it. So so tell us, uh, how long have you been uh, recording sounds and, and whatnot? Um, I've been recording sounds. That's a good question. Um, probably since 
the 90s. Okay. Um, I, I didn't start selling a sound. I used to put them, you know, this is pre, this predates, predates Facebook, you know, this is back on Predator Master. Right. Um, uh, I used to put them on my website for free. Okay. You know, and I only had like five or six sounds. Right. But they were damn good sounds of, of different things I caught or, you know, what have you, rabbits and stuff. Right. Um, but 2001, I think, is when I really started, you know, making a business out of it. And, and because I was a very proud hand call hunter. Uh-huh. Um, I, was, I was one of the biggest custom hand call builders. And, uh, and I was basically anti-e-caller. Right. But as you, over the years, you watch your hand call sales go down. Right. You watch everybody, their brother, hey, I got a Fox Pro and an AR. How do I kill a coyote? You know? Um, you got to adapt. Uh, Right, you gotta exactly. Adapt. So, so if you can't, yeah, if you can't beat them, join them. Right. And uh, and I don't have, I mean, I'm pretty tech savvy, but I don't have the wherewithal to build a electronic collar mm-hmm. or the or you know or the capital it takes to do that. Right. But I damn sure know how to make an animal squeal. <laughs> you know. So that's what I thought. You know what? I'm going to be like a recording artist, just like you know George Strait or mariah carey yeah um and and i and i've always stuck to my guns you know i've had quite a few companies want to want me to want to buy my sounds or want me to only exclusively put them on their callers and that and i'm like no i'm I'm an independent agent um you know because to me a recording artist they could care less if you're playing their song, your their song on a Pioneer versus a Jensen versus, you know, they don't care yeah. what stereo you put it on or, or if you're playing it in your Chevy truck versus a Ford truck, as long as you play it. Right. Because it plays on all of them. So that's what I've always stuck to my guns is recording sounds. Um, and my sounds will always be available to no matter what kind of call brand you carry. So, what kind of call do you use, or, or do you still I use just Ico- do hand? I use Icotech. Right. I've, I've used them all. Yeah. Um, but I use Icotech for, and and I found them and use them for one reason and one reason only. They have a remote range that works. Um, it is embarrassing when you're guiding client uh, customers. And your damn remote, where you have to hold your hand up way up high in the air yep. to, for the remote to work, yep. or or it doesn't work, and you're walking back out to the caller feeling like an idiot, <laughs> and all of a sudden it starts playing. You're like, what the hell? Because you're in that. You know, I bought one call. I bought a Prebo's Alpha Dog when they first oh, came out. Oh yeah, that was kind I'm of like, the first oh, thing. Wasn't oh, it's it? got it's got flip down. It's got flip down legs. It makes yeah. its own stand. I bought it on eBay. Yeah, I got it. I took it out. I took it calling. I boxed it up. I put it, and I put it back on eBay <laughs> the next day. <laughs> You're done it, with it. Huh? I literally got 20 steps away, and the remote would quit working. Oh, I'm like, yeah. this is this is ignorant. Yeah. Um. So Ico, the Ico Tech, you can't walk far enough away. Oh, really? You know, and you don't. You never know if it's false advertising or what have you. And they're like, hey, we'll send you one. I'm like, no, no. I'm I. I live debt-free. I proudly live debt-free, and I don't like to owe anybody anything. Right. So a company's going to send you something, you owe them something. Right. I'll just buy one. So yeah. I bought it, played around with it for a couple of days, and said, yeah, I would like to put my sounds out on your collar and sell it as a turnkey solution. And they're like, sure, 
that'd be fun. Nice. <laughs> so, and after that, then I helped, you know, after I got my foot in the door and got to know them real well, um, I helped them design. And have them, they came out here. We designed a lot of it on a napkin on my kitchen table. I started designing better collars, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so that's what were the outlaw, the Night Stalker, bigger, better collars. But the remote range was the whole reason. Um, you know, and that's, that is very important, that remote range and not just the remote range, but I mean, I've got a call that, I mean, it goes behind a bush, even if it's 20, 30 yards away. If I set it behind a little sagebrush, I'd lose connection. And I just, like you said, <laughs> makes you want to shoot it, don't it? <laughs> oh, it pisses me off, but, um, yeah. And I shit you not the Icotech, the Icotech, um, I've walked 700 yards and the remote still works and it doesn't care if it's line of sight or no line of sight right um now you know they advertise 300 um guys are like well that's just plum ignorant because you you would never put a collar out there that far and i'm like of course i wouldn't but a when i do put it out there at 100 yards I'm confident that it'll work. I can lay my remote on the ground and press the buttons, and right. and I guarantee it's going to work. And the other thing is, when you're recovering coyotes, especially at night, yep. and then you turn around, and you're like, shit, man, where's, where's my stand? Call? I know. That's just exactly what I was going to say. I, I press play, and I said, <laughs> head for the caller, guys, because, you know, usually <laughs> we're split up. You know, I may have a client or two, yeah. and they're looking for one or two coyotes. I'm over here looking for a third coyote. Yeah. And then we all meet back at the caller because it's playing. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, I don't, I don't really night hunt, but I don't know how many times in you know thick sagebrush I'm thinking, where in the crap did I set that call? <laughs> and, <laughs> and so I don't want to walk all the way back to my seat so I know right where it's at. You know, right? What I mean? To get your trajectory. Your, your, yeah. Um, so I just want to pick it up as I'm walking back from recovering the coyote. And so I'll just yeah. bump it, you know, real quick, just, you know, that, the call just to, and if it doesn't work, man, you can be 40 yards off. And if it doesn't work, you know, because of no line of sight or whatever, boy, you're, you're walking around a while trying to, like an idiot mm-hmm. trying to find the dang thing. Yeah. You know, anyway. So, yeah, I mean, sound production is, has became my main source of income okay. to the point where I can slow down on guiding. I haven't slowed down on guiding. I still stay booked up every year yeah but but you know i'm 55 i don't want to be doing it when i'm 65 right, you know right i want to slow down so the sound production is has is definitely uh and what i do is i produce sounds uh for me you know uh, i i do a lot of calling um you know and i'm on a stand and i'm always thinking of sounds man it'd be nice if i had a sound that it sound like a coyote or a pulling pups out of a den right and i'd call it den raid and I did. And holy shit, that thing went viral. Yeah. Because it produced a lot of coyotes. Yeah, it did. And it's produced some for me as well. Um, but, uh, or some of my, you know, some of my really good sounds I get when I was filming, um, I take the audio off of filming. Oh, um, yeah. You know, when you get real vocal coyote, super pissed coyote, one of my favorite sounds um, is a coyote, you know. 40 yards away just screaming its head off at my decoy dogs yeah he, they'd already decoyed them now they're standing there like you gonna shoot it daddy and scraping you know? and pissing and yeah it yeah yeah like he's just... tearing it up he was standing and i was filming him he was standing on his back legs like a kangaroo oh yeah and uh and he was really worked up so yeah i just kept on filming just to get that thing i mean my wife and i i don't know it's been a number of years ago now um i don't know 
five, eight maybe years ago, seven years ago. Um, we used to have a TV show called Dog and Predators TV. Okay. And it was and it was focused on decoy dogging. Yeah. And we did it for one year, and then after that, um, it's not a money maker. And if you're self-employed, you know. Yeah. You got to you got to cut trim. All you get out of a dog, all you get out of a TV show is popularity, and popularity is I don't means nothing to me. Well, but popularity can drive your sales, the sound sales, right? I mean, so sure. you kind of have to have that balance there, but. True, but, but if it, my it wife, takes too my much wife's time. always saying you need to be on you need to be on TikTok and Instagram and oh, yeah. the hell no. with that. Yeah. I get enough. I get enough. What do you want to call it? Enough people know who I am just on Facebook. Yeah, and I can only you know, I, I don't like to spread myself too thin. <laughs> well, and like I said, I found you. I found you. You just type in decoy dog, and at least this was back in two thousand ten, maybe ten two thousand eleven. I don't know. But you type in decoy dogging, or and boy, I'm telling you, Gunner, Gunner was one of the uh, one of the main things that popped up back then. So gotcha. We was the first. We were the first ones to post any kind of footage like that. And then, then it's then it started to become you know popular and and kind of a flooded market. And I just kind of I don't know. I always like to do things that are different than everybody else. So yeah. when when it becomes popular, I find something else to do <laughs> yeah. or just don't do it no more so so do you decoy at night much i used to okay i with, used to because thermal? we used to well no we used to you be able to use spotlights spotlight okay on, on private land yeah and so my dogs were trained to watch that spotlight and then they'd see those eyes right. and then pew, off they would go or if a cow started howling yeah and they'd go after them yeah. um and uh but they legal or made them illegal so then we had to switch to thermal and i've just never taken a dog with me since yeah. then because um i just don't want my dog shot yeah you know yeah and we get enough daytime we get enough daytime action that that you know i don't need to go decoying at night too yeah no and you know that's one of the things i mean i feel like if I was thermal, I'd know what my dogs look like in a thermal. But uh, yep. especially as much as you're guiding and whatnot, you just don't That's know. That's the issue. I have to think of it, and I have to think of, of it as, because when I guide, I don't carry a gun or nothing. Right. You know? Just um, run the dogs. And, uh, yep. Just me, the caller, and my dog. Yep. You know, and a lot of my clients, especially the first time here, they're like, where's your gun? I said, at home. It's in your hands, dude. Don't miss. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I said, I said, if a guy is, I said, if there's a, a a guide who's taking you hunting and they're also carrying a gun, then they're, you're just paying for them to go hunting is all you're doing. You know, <laughs> that's I, not a, that's not a guide. I used, <laughs> I used to do a little elk and deer hunt, uh, guiding out here in mm -hmm. Idaho and, and that was always the, well, if you see one, you know, when you're with us, you're back up or whatever. And I always thought, you know, dude. Number one, you don't know how much trouble I could get in for shooting your Amen. elk. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, but just don't miss. <laughs> exactly. Just follow my instructions. That's right. You know. <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, and, and during the day, I taking people always. Even during the day, I get nervous about you know if they're going to shoot a dog because I've had people that you know we just killed a double or something like that, and all of a sudden my dog pops out of the brush. And I've had guys say, oh, there's another one. And they swing their gun and, no, that's a dog. Mm. Oh, okay. And then I've got the, I've got lots of stories like that. Yeah. I had this old guy, Tom, from town. He was an old, he, was, he used to be a coyote hunter, and then he just got old, yeah. right? 
so I took him I took him hunting just as buddies um, and you know he had coke bottle glasses on you know and he's a he's pretty old I, I, I don't know how old he is I'm sure he's passed away by now he's probably in his 80s right so I took him hunting and called in coyote gunner took off with him um, here they come back and as soon as gunner starts coming out of the brush he's like there he is and he clicks his safety off and I pushed his gun off the shooting sticks <laughs> Because I said, wow. that's my dog. Yeah. I said, uh, that's what he, I said, that's my dog. Yeah. He's coming, he's coming. I said, that's my dog. He couldn't hear me because he was yeah. freaking deaf, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and when he clicked this gun off safety, I pushed his gun off the shooting sticks and said, yeah. that is my dog. Yeah. Not that loud. <laughs> wow. You know? Huh. Hey, but, uh, tell yes, me, sir? I think your dog, you had a dog on, um, you were on that, uh, it was a song dog mafia. That yeah. you're on that so bait, what, bait. yeah yeah so tell yeah, me bait, what, yeah, what bait. was that bait that dog he was cool because he'd bring that coyote back to you sometimes yeah bait. yeah bait's a really good dog he's my main dog right now okay um he's my main breeder bait is um a granddaughter of onyx that i was talking about okay a grandson of onyx i'm sorry a grandson of onyx um bait is uh He's that quarter Jag Terrier, okay. three quarter, three quarter Greyhound. But yeah, because well, he's and, quick. And he's got Man, that little border collie in there, like one thirty second, you yeah. know, something. That dog is quick. It's impressive to watch him turn on a dime and just hit the burners. He is fast. Yeah, he'll throw. He'll throw a rooster tail. Yeah, and um, and uh, I'm trying to think what I was going to say about bait. But yeah, Bay started out of the blue, like as a three-year-old, started retrieving the coyote, you know, besides just shaking him, you know, after you yeah. shoot him, he'd grab him and drag him back to the stand. I'm like, oh, that's a hell of a bonus. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it makes recovery easy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, Bay has been on, I couldn't tell you how many coyotes, more than Gunner ever had, and Gunner, and Gunner... I got I killed Gunner his two hunters coyote. I took him out. I didn't have a client. Um, Gunner was born on January first, okay. and um, on his one year birthday, I put his two hundred coyote killed under him. Well, at, at, at a year old. Well, that's pretty. <laughs> yeah, that's how you make a dog. Yes, it is. But uh, uh, I couldn't tell you how many. Uh, I don't even know how old Bait is. I'd have to look it up. He's probably eight. Oh yeah. Or so, and I don't know. He's 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 decoyed a lot of guys for me. Yeah. And um, I'm just trying to think of a story that stands out. Yeah, the Song Dog Mafia one was right in our face, you know. Yeah, that it, there um, was a. If I remember right, there was a triple that came in, maybe a double mm -hmm. or a triple that came in, and now the one. It was actually a single. We were we were calling, we were calling, and um. You know, typical early morning, sun's mm -hmm. coming up, play some cottontail candy, nothing, you know, cottontail crazy, nothing, well, shit. Let's let out a howl and go right to generate. Here come a male, big old male, come running, sprinting in, and bait takes after him, goes and decoys him, and then, uh, then, uh, then from our right, he came from our left, from our right, I guess they were... Um, on the scene, but we couldn't see him because of the brush. Yeah, three more joined in. 
And then, yeah, then he had four of them, and they were they were biting ass and trying to trip him up. But he is so freaking quick. Yeah. You know, I've had I've had um, eleven coyotes on him before. Okay. And uh, and uh, he just doesn't get caught. Yeah. And that's the big thing, you know, about about breeding speed into a dog, is not so much to catch a coyote, but to be able to outrun them. Right. You know. Because you never, you never know what's going to happen. You know, they go over a hill, and here they come back. Um, the most I've ever had a come after dog was 16. Oh, jeez. You know, and those are the rare things. That, but you're going to remember those when you're 90 years old sitting in a chair. Yeah. You know, um, nine. I've had nine of them jump gunner before. Oh man. You know, whereas one got one got him uh, by the throat or the side of his face. And one grabbed him by his hind leg, and the others all jumped him. But he shook them all off and came running back. Yeah. And a dog knows where safety is. Yeah, for sure. Huh. But, but yeah, I just I like that speed. Yeah, Bates a really good dog. Yeah, he hit quick. That's the most impressive thing. Is just and and maybe not maybe not flat out run out speed, but it looks like he's probably got it. But boy, quickness. He's just flat yeah. quick. He's got a sister, a littermate named Fly. And Fly, um, I raised her, I trained her. She is in Kansas right now, I think. Okay. Um, and she's only got one eye because she got bit by a freaking rattlesnake when I was guiding. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and, and her head swelled up, and which dogs normally recover from that, but it actually just like made her eye pop out yeah. uh, because of the swelling where she took the bite. Oh, yeah. But what have you. Anyway, when she, she was way faster than him, and when she would run, her, because she had a little teeny tiny waist and a big deep chest, yeah. her chest would be like an inch or two off the ground, and just run. And and that's and that's breeding. I mean, her yeah. her mama was um, a dog that uh, a really pretty greyhound that out of my cow girl female, um, my daughter picked her out because it was cute. She had like a spot over her eye or something but uh, i gave her as my daughter as a her pet and she would go catch jackrabbits with her oh, yeah. and it takes a hell of a dog to be able to catch a jackrabbit yeah. <laughs> and uh so that was her personal dog and then uh i bred to her to produce bait okay huh. so she comes they come from a long line of decoy or i'm sorry coyote dogs and just speed yeah well, man, I really appreciate you joining us on this podcast. Uh, how does somebody get a hold of you if they want to reach out or purchase sounds or, or whatever oh, or, yeah. or, or, um, or become a, a client of yours? Oh, no problem. Yeah, just uh, PredatorUniversity.com um, or PredatorUniversity.store if you want to go right to the store. Um, I've got, uh, you know, over 700 sound files. You know, I raise my own coyotes and record them and what have you. Um uh, from prairieuniversity.com, you can find my phone number, what have you. You know, guys always say, "How do I book a hunt with you?" Um, just call me. My no, my my phone number is freely available, and just call me and tell me what you're looking for, and we'll get it lined up. I usually book a year in advance, and uh, and I'm generally available for any kind of conversation about decoy dogs or 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 sounds or. You know, or if you're having problems getting sounds loaded on your collar, no matter what the brand, I usually, I'm known for helping people out sure. on a Saturday or Sunday when most companies 
they're closed. Right. Yeah. So, because I'm nothing more than a coyote hunter. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, and, and like you said, I mean, anytime anybody wants to talk decoy dog, and I'm up for it. You know what I mean? So, it sounds yeah. like you're the same way. You got to. It's a great. Yeah, it's a great topic. You know, I mean, it's fun. It's it's. I've converted so many guys that didn't know, you know, to become absolute decoy dog lovers yeah. just because once you, you know, it's like our helmet. Oh, yeah. you, <laughs> once you see it once, there, no, there's nothing else compares. No, no. And, and, and maybe, you, maybe a six by seven bull elk screaming his head off at you. And that's probably about it. It, it 15 yards and the, you know, 15 yards yeah yep. because that's what decoying does is it brings those in like a screaming bull at 15 yards uh not these, not these 400 yard 800 yard shooter idiots that think they're awesome <laughs> put exactly. that thing in, in 15 yards and i'll consider you a good hunter yeah i meant bow i meant bow hunting yeah yeah <laughs> exactly but yeah, and decoy dog not only exciting, but it allows you to one witness stuff that you just ain't never gonna see, and two, it lets you get away with so much stuff. I mean, oh yeah. Exa- example, um, we had eight coyotes one time on a stand. It started out as you know a single coyote, and then went and decoyed, and all yep. of a sudden two more joined in. Before we know, we had eight, two dogs, eight coyotes, yep. and and we're popping coyotes. And you know, my client, him and his son, were shooting them. And then finally, my dog's decoying, and they have a, he has a standoff with a screaming, pissed-off coyote. Yeah. And they're behind the bush from us. And he, you know, this the dog's probably two yards from us, and the coyote's probably 25 yards from us. And they're having just a bitch fit at each other. Yeah. And I'm like, he's like, what do we do? I'm like, well, you already Enjoy the show. Coyotes. <laughs> I said, let's. Let's just get up and walk around the bush. Yeah. We got up and walked. This car is 30 yards away. Jeez. Got up, got up, walked around the bush, put her chairs back down, sat there, got centered on his tripods and killed that coyote. <laughs> and I don't know I mean, they get a, dog, a coyote just gets so wired or they think you're another dog. I don't know what it is, but, yeah. well, but I, you can get away with a lot of shit that you can't with a dog. <laughs> I had a client shoot a coyote that had came in and shot at eight times yeah. he had to reload his gun <laughs> and and gunner kept bringing him back and yeah. bringing him back and bringing him back and they finally connected with this guy at like 7500 yards yeah but he had he had missed him eight times prior to that and, he, that and of course it was just every is the same every time boom and that coyote like you know like lightning hit him right take off running and the, and he, the dog would re-engage him and then he got his mind back on the dog again yep. i mean that that don't happen when without a dog it's nope. boom coyote gone <laughs> yeah and not only is he gone but he's two miles gone in under three seconds i mean yeah they just boogie. yeah and and then the other thing you know i i, I can't tell you it, it's happened i don't know 50 times at least of us decoying coyotes and never even turn on the call Right. Yeah. You know, I'll walk it in on stand. Amen. Yeah. And that's why you, if you, if you ever see my kennels, I've got nine dogs. Uh, if you ever see them, most of them are black because, um, I've had situations where I've had two, sometimes three dogs on a stand and we're walk over a hill and all of a sudden here comes three, four coyotes. They spot that those dogs. So we just hurry up and drop down and they run right past the tan dogs to chase that black one. Really? Yeah, I, that coloration must stand out more. Yeah, something. It, and man, and they'll run right past you. Whoa! Right. 
you know and yeah. you know clients like you know what what you do what, i'm like what, what we, just we don't have to do nothing you just sit down and enjoy the show <laughs> right. Grab some i'm popcorn. not even gonna play a sound yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, man i sure appreciate it uh right, man. i again this has um, been great you were definitely one of the guys that definitely got me hooked when i was looking into getting into it so uh, well, hopefully, keep, keep it up. Man. Hopefully, something. Thank you. Well, hopefully, something out of all this conversation. Uh, you know, your your um, podcast followers can can glean from it. You know, and if you ever want to talk again, you know, and I'd be more than happy. Well, and I I really hope, in, in all honesty, I really hope the guys who are looking into decoying. From, from listening to, this would be what, the ninth, eighth or ninth? I think this is the ninth episode, right? Uh-huh. So you're the eighth guy that I've talked to, right? All of all these guys are basically saying, get out there and hunt. Don't pull the trigger too quick. That's, that's really what it is, right? Just get out there yeah. and go. Take your dogs. Let your dog be a dog on stand. Don't try to, you know, and I don't, I guess we didn't really talk about this much with, with you, but you know, I've told everybody, just let your dog do whatever he's going to do. If he wants to go out 200 yards, fine, let him. If he wants to sit by you, fine, let him. Don't be trying to give your dog's commands <laughs> the whole time that you're on stand. You know I don't I mean? even, I don't even run collars on my dogs. Yeah. Well, and, <laughs> I used to. Yeah. Well, and I let them just do their thing. Right. Just let them be a dog when they're on stand, but it's take them out. Turn your, you know, turn your call in when the coyotes get locked onto the dogs, shut the call off. You might have to goose them every now and then with a pup distress or something, mm-hmm. but otherwise shut the call off, watch the action. Don't pull that trigger too quick. Let the action happen. You run them off. Fine. You'll get that coyote eventually, but yes. just, just let them, I really hope that the guys who are trying to figure out how to do this and, and trying to, and uh, that they learn from all, all of us, you know, whether it's what you and I said today or what I've said on previous ones and other guys have said on previous ones, just get out there and do it, man. You'll see action you've never seen before. I, I promise Amen. you that. But anyway. Amen. The best stand, and this is my advice on uh, to back up what you're saying, the best decoy stand I have ever had in my life, I walked over a hill next to a dairy I had 11 coyotes out in, the, out in this pasture, and they all came running at my dogs. Yeah. <laughs> and I sat and I sat down, and dogs went after them. So I hurry up, put the collar out, and belly crawled and put the collar out. And I and I would go and get them reengaged when they were losing interest with pup distress or yeah. jackrabbit. Yeah. Back and forth. And I decoyed 11 coyotes with two dogs for 45 minutes. Wow. And I only quit because my video camera ran out, and I. <laughs> And I didn't have a gun one on me. Yeah. I was tra- I was training a dog. My gun was at home. Yeah. There you go. And, you know, the, the best decoy stand that I will remember when I'm 100 years old, you know, chewing on rice because <laughs> all my teeth fell out yeah. or something. Right. Is that, is that stand. And it had nothing to do with shooting a coyote. Yeah. And it's like I used to always say when, the, you know, when I was guiding elk hunts. The work starts after you pull the trigger. So just enjoy mm-hmm. it right up to that point with decoying. Just enjoy it mm-hmm. up to that point and make that the the very last thing. It's it's not necessarily the reward. The reward's watching the action. There you go. So. That's solid advice. All right, man. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, right. ho- hopefully we're in touch down the road often, but good luck to right. you. Good. And I appreciate the invite being on your podcast. Yeah, well, thank you very much. So, all right. We'll talk to you later. All right, bye. bye.
like to thank Tony Tebby for joining us on the podcast today. Um, it was fun to visit with him. Uh, if you want to reach out to him, uh, whether it's to purchase some sounds from him, uh, see his videos, uh, or go on a guided hunt, uh, please reach out to him on his podcast, or excuse me, on his website. Uh, but uh, otherwise, appreciate you joining us on the podcast. Look forward to the next one, and uh, keep killing coyotes. Good dogs.